Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, I I realized that for this mini episode, our, our timing is a little bit off. Why is that? Well, because we're doing our top five movie costumes. Uh, so if we were smart, which I realize very few people have ever accused us of being, <laughs> but if we were smart, we would have tied this into Halloween because it would have made a lot of sense. But uh, well, we did. As we're recording so. this, I am dressed like uh, Freddy Krueger, <laughs> so you know I thought I'd, uh, I'd dress up for it. Uh, and as you can, for those people listening in four dimensions, you'll be able to see the image right now. I, I'm glad. That you're at least wearing costume because ironically, as we're recording this right now, I'm dressed as, well, nothing because I'm not wearing any clothes. Oh, and uh, thank you for listening, everybody. It's uh, time to go. (laughs) Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Back away from the podcast. Yeah. I do not record in the buff. Good. I am fully dressed as we speak. You could just be saying that. I'm actually sat in the bath. (laughs) Yeah, that that would definitely result in some awesome sound quality. Yeah, and also, you know, to say, oh, no, I could drop something, couldn't I? Drop my kit. Yeah, probably not a great place to uh, do a podcast that requires lots of electrical equipment to record. Well, you know, what are you going to do? So, Phil, I I already kind of said what we're doing, but you want to expand a little, just tell people what this mini episode is all about? Yeah, we're going to be doing our top five favorite movie costumes. Basically, you know, we're not talking about the prosthetic people have on the faces and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about, you know, the clothes they wear, the uniforms, the outfits, yeah, the costumes, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it could be individuals or it could be like, uh, you know, a team or whatever. You know, you'll sort of get the idea as we go along. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of those lists. I mean, as I, I was saying to Phil right before we started recording, it's it's uh, it was a hard list to put together because there's just so many costumes over the history of film. So we could do this list again tomorrow and probably come up with a completely different top five. But for right now, this is our top five. And these are the picks we're going with. Right, Phil? That's correct. Yeah, because as as we say, you could there'll be so many we've forgotten about. And then you'll be going, oh, you'll see a film. You go, oh, that's cracking i should have had that on that it'll spin you off into other things but uh, for now these are some well these are our top five favorite costumes there you go all right well phil why don't you kick us off and give us your number five well my number five i'm going with the uh the uniform of the stormtroopers from the original trilogy of star wars purely because i just love the simplicity of it it's a great design just you know it's all white and it's it's just it's futuristic yet also you can see how something like that would develop through time you could see you could see what you know our soldiers basically you know, at some point getting something like that in the future and but it just i love the fact as well they're the troops of the bad guys and they're, they're wearing white which you know usually in literature and early cinema it was uh you know the hero usually wore white and things like that so it's, it was like a, a reversal of of things as it were it was just the way it was done but just the design of it and the classic helmet just looks great. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I love the Stormtrooper design. I, I always have. Um, and and I will not say that I didn't include any Star Wars costumes on my list. So <laughs> a little spoiler there. But I, I didn't include them only because I, I, I did hold myself to one Star Wars costume. Yeah, well, that's the um, thing. You could have, this could have been Star Wars costumes. <laughs> right, so, yeah. right. And I think that actually is probably going to come in the future. We probably will do a full Star yeah, Wars yeah. costume list. But for now, uh, that is an excellent choice. But yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I put one Star Wars on here. And, <laughs> 
I left Fantastic. the rest of it alone. <laughs> All right. Well, my number five is a slightly different kind of film, and it is the costume, uh, the the Hannibal Lecter costume from Silence of the Lambs. And I'm talking specifically about the part where he gets wheeled in with the jumpsuit and that that mask, that iconic mask. Yeah, That's it's the Hannibal classic. Lecter. Yeah. Right. right. It's classic. It, it almost made my list as well that one, but uh, it got moved down. But no, classic pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, and the thing about it is when you think about it, it's like, okay, you know, so here you've got this, you know, aging, kind of older, not bald, but, you know, thin haired, British or Irish, you know, Welsh, whatever he is, kind of dude. And yet he's one of the most terrifying screen presences we've ever seen. You know what I mean? Well, he's all chained up and everything and can't (laughs) move and you're still scared of him. Exactly. And I know that you have to give credit to Anthony Hopkins for his performance, of course. But but man, when he comes in with that mask on, it is it is terrifying. And it really cements how dangerous and and how psychotic this character really is. And that's what I love about it. So to me, it was it was definitely about the sort of iconic film moment. And I am a huge Silence of the Lambs fan. So uh, that one that was an easy pick for me. An excellent choice. Okay. Uh, my number four is, uh, it's, you know, the ghost face from uh, Scream. Excellent choice. Yeah, because I just love, I mean, there's so many iconic horror characters and costumes, but the thing about Ghostface was, it was just a person who got a mask and a cloak. You know, the way I'm black with a hood and everything. But it's just the fact, obviously, you know, it's been styled by the the uh, the studio to make it fit better so they can run around and do stuff. But the gist of it, it's as if they've just gone out and bought that costume themselves and put it on and then they become this this killer and go around doing it. I just love the fact they did that. It was so simple, uh, but also so creepy. You know, it's based a little bit on the uh, the iconic painting of the scream itself. You know, it's got the, the wide open mouth and things like that. I just I just love the way it was done and it's just just a mask and the black costume. And it was, you can't get much more simple than that, but have it so strike so much fear into you. And also quite a bit of humour when he's running around and getting smacked all over the place and falling downstairs. But it's, uh, yeah, a cracking costume and a good film. I agree wholeheartedly. Excellent choice. All right, well, my number four is uh, Bruce Lee's iconic yellow jumpsuit from Enter the Dragon. Another one which almost made my list. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's funny because it's it's such a simple costume. I mean, it's just it's yeah. like a yellow tracksuit basically with like black stripes down the sides. Um, so to me, I kind of to think about it, I was like, is this really deserving of being on the list? But you know what I love about it is. A, it's become iconic. I mean, obviously, it was mirrored in Kill Bill, you know, yeah, the bride. Yeah. She wore that same outfit for part of the film. Um, but it's something like it's just it was so different from what was coming out at the time in the 70s where most people were wearing like street clothes, you know, and, and you know, everything looked very dirty and grungy. And then here comes Bruce Lee in this, you know, really great action film wearing this bright yellow, you know, suit. And those black stripes down the side, like just really highlights his his martial arts because it really it's like he's glowing almost, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. I just think it's so cool looking, and I just I yeah. love the look of it and the feel of it. So that's that's why that made my list. It's a weird color. The fact it's all yellow and it's just it's such a, an odd kind of color, but it works so well. Yeah, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought it, but it does. It it's it's you don't usually see that kind of color as a full costume on screen. So right when it did happen, it's just like bam, it's in your face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just I really love that. You know, it's just when I think of when you think of Bruce Lee, that's the image that comes to mind. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's it's because some some costume designer, you know, made a very bold choice and it and it became one of the enduring images of cinema history. So I got to give that some props. An excellent choice. OK, my number three is uh, it's from it's Cleopatra, 1963's Cleopatra. 
pretty much every outfit that Elizabeth Taylor wears because they're all amazing. But when you see her on, she's getting pulled along by all the slaves on the uh, the back of the Sphinx, and she's got the huge uh, ornate headdress on, and it's it looks like it weighs a ton, and she's got like all jewels and everything. It's just it just as you say in swingers, you can't get more money than that. <laughs> she it just it just looks stunning. You can see they spent an awful lot of well, they spent an awful lot of money on everything. Because it's uh, yeah, that was an expensive production. Yeah, apparently it was forty-four million dollars to make at the time the film, which is the equivalent of three hundred and forty-four million dollars in today's money. But uh, a lot, you know, a lot of that will have also gone on the on the wardrobe to make sure you know all the stars look great. But uh, yeah, Cleopatra, they had to make her look like the queen and the well, the pharaoh and the most powerful woman in the world at the time. And I think they did an excellent job with that. Yeah, I um, I actually that's one that almost made my list because I mean that's one of the things that film is most famous for is is the costumes. And um, honestly, the only reason it didn't make my list was because it's been so long since I've I don't even know if I've ever seen the whole film. I think I've only seen bits and pieces of it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was trying to stick with ones I was a little more familiar with. But my number three uh, has already appeared on your list. So ah. think about that. Out of all the millions of costumes yeah. that have appeared in films, you and I picked at least one that was the same. <laughs> it is the ghost face killer. From oh, excellent! Scream. I'm not one as well wow brilliant yeah uh and for all the same reasons as you said i love that it's based on edvard monk's the scream poster you know painting yeah, yeah. which obviously is a, a nice little meta tie-in but it's such a great just it's just such a great look and it became such a, an iconic image and it's funny because um what i love about it is like so i i did a i did a hybrid costume one year for halloween where i was the, a disco scream killer so i had the scream mask <laughs> but i dressed in all disco clothes like 70s clothes cool and i had a friend and the scream mask like freaked her out and and the thing that i loved about it all you had to do was like look at her with the mask on and like tilt my head like yeah that's all it is yeah and she would like scream and it's like because that's that's how great that costume is like he would be looking like straight on and he would just sort of tilt his head and it was like the freakiest moment it's that tilt yeah which just it just makes it strange yeah it was yeah it really did such a great job of selling and I, i you know i love the simplicity of it but I mean, from the first time you see it, it's just it's right there. It's one of the great, you know, slasher costumes yeah. right upside alongside Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy. And, um, you know, I just I love it. It's not it's it's almost cartoony at first and it's almost something you can laugh at. And yeah, then as the yeah. film goes on, it just becomes scarier and scarier. But yeah, and as it, it, it is just it's the one of the few ones where you could imagine those, you know, the, the people going out and getting off the shelf and going, oh, this will do. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I love everything about that costume. So good pick. Yes, uh, and yes. that's why it's my number three. An excellent choice. Okay, my number two is uh, from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and it's Clint Eastwood's The Man With No Name. Uh, it's just... Oh, good. Cool choice. Yeah, it's just, you know, he's a guy with a poncho, uh, sheepskin, waistcoat, jeans, and a shirt, and a hat. But, my God, it's... You see it, you know exactly what it is. You know he's nobody to mess around with. Also, the fact it's Clint Eastwood, you're not going to mess around with him. But it's just... It's just such a striking image that anybody else in a poncho, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna look as cool as Clint Eastwood does. <laughs> right. Right. So for that alone, it does a great job. But uh yeah, it's just I just think it's an amazing it's just put together so well. It's you know, it's close of the time, suits the character, and it's I mean, compared to the other two as well, Eli Wallach and Lee Van Cleef, Clint Eastwood pretty looks pretty shabby all the way through, but it's just his outfit, that's what he wears, and that's how he goes through life. And also, you know, Back to the Future 3, Marty McFly dressed the same way. So, you know, what are you going right. to do? Yeah, that was a nice homage. <laughs> That's my number two. I like it. 
Well, my number two goes in a different direction, um, but it, it, it is a choice I'm pretty happy with, actually. And it is Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Lion from the original classic, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, and this was one of those ones where I, I, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't thinking about Wizard of Oz until I was sort of going through movies looking for great costumes. Then I was like, you know, these costumes are amazing, actually, when you think about it. And it's, you know, the way they did sort of this hybrid of human and like, you know, the lion isn't supposed to necessarily look like he's a real lion, yeah, not yeah. like something like, you know, in the Chronicles of Narnia film from a few years back where it was like a CGI lion. You know, they they had to work with what they had. But, you know, when you look back at the time period from 1939, I mean, the, the makeup and the costumes were astounding. Oh, you know? totally, yeah. I mean, the scarecrow and the Tin Man especially just look so great. And they're such, you know, like you can picture them in your head without even having to think about it because they're just so ingrained in pop culture. Um, but I really love the way they look. They, they, you know, if you think about it, like a, a Tin Man and a Scarecrow and a, a Lion that all come to life could scare kids, you know, yeah, because yeah. They, they could be, you know, freaky. But they, but they made them look, you know, warm and friendly, not silly, you know, but still endearing letting the actors emote and um i just think everything about them works really really well so uh, i mean all the costumes in that movie are fantastic but those are the ones that really stand out for me the combination of costume and makeup and uh you know i think they're just terrific an excellent choice i like that uh okay my number one then went to number one is is uh ming the merciless from 1980s flash gordon ah nice good choice because i was thinking about it i mean it's it's campers camp can be but it's colorful it's the, the film itself is colorful crazy and i mean you could you could say the whole every costume in it is amazing you've got all the guards and all the different races from the different from the different uh, planets and things but ming the merciless he's a classic villain been around for years and years but max von Sydow as well but you know the, the scarlet red of the costume when he's on his throne room with the big the big collar and everything he's just imposing scary looking even though you're going What's he wearing? He looks a bit mad, but you know, you know not to mess with him. And then later on, when he's uh, he's on his his spacecraft, he's got the black uh, skull cap and like the uh, this you know the the very militaristic kind of uniform, but again in that blood red kind of color. And I just think it did, did such a good job because you I mean he has to be striking and imposing, and also he, he's a very vain character as well. So these elaborate costumes he wears just suit the character down to the ground and just show you that he's in charge and you're not going to mess with him and that's my number one that is a great choice i had not i had not thought about that but i do i do have to agree with you i love the visual look of yeah, flash yeah. gordon i think that that's a really fun movie and I, I do love the way the whole film looks and that's a that's a great choice thank you okay then what's your number one it's bo derrick and 10 no i'm i'm kidding sorry it's just that, that's the sh- best no. <laughs> those beads <laughs> those beads so good well, I, I promised you a Star Wars costume, and I was not lying, and so it is my number one, and it is Darth Vader. Excellent. Uh, and simply because, I mean, really, when you think of the most... The Force is strong in this one. <laughs> not bad. That's actually, a, for you, Phil, that's a pretty good impression. Thank you, Mike. Now you lost it. See, you've got to learn. you got your, your limit of, of one quote per person, Damn. and that's it. Because when you go to that second one, you always lose it. I know. You're right, I do, Mike. <laughs> now you just sound like Phil talking into a cup. <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically what it is. You've got a pint glass. you got the echo. And right. it goes, the pause is wrong. Okay. All right, all right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So I, I know I've used this word a lot this episode, iconic, but I mean, when you think of the most iconic characters in films, Darth Vader is right up there. He's easily one of the most popular and well-loved villains of all time. And and it's because of how he looks. I mean, it's plain and simple. There's no two ways about it. He's yeah, obviously yeah. he's a great character too, but he's just so imposing in that that mask and the, the cape and the stuff on his chest and, you know, all the black leather from head to toe. Like, it's just, I mean, really what kid doesn't see Darth Vader and sort of, I don't want to say fall in love with Star Wars right there because maybe they're terrified of him. But, like, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't see Darth Vader and not have an impression of Star Wars just from that. Yeah, his look punches into your mind, especially because it's like one of the main, the first things you see. Right, exactly. Star Wars. Exactly. I mean, so it's just such a powerful image. And I think that if, if the costume had been lesser, I don't want to say that yeah. the whole franchise wouldn't have succeeded. But, you know... I don't know oh, that it would have It could have easily messed it up. Yeah, it could have been cheesy. It could have been, you know, stupid looking. It could have been a number of things, but it's just so brilliant. I mean, everything about it works perfectly. Um, so that's why it's my number one. Well, it's quite uh, it's quite funny, though, isn't it? Our number ones are both, you know, evil uh, dictator kind <laughs> right, of people. Right, right. Yeah, what does that say overlords. about us, Phil? What does that say mm. about us? Mm. We just like the style of the bad guys. There you go. I only have to get a Ming the Merciless costume now. Yeah, that, and you can record <laughs> wearing that from now on yes that yes. would be super comfortable oh yes i'd have to stand up <laughs> yeah all right so those were our top five costumes from the films get in touch to let us know what your favorite costume is from any film you've ever seen because there's, there's hundreds and thousands of them out there yeah i'm sure we missed a said. few without a doubt oh yeah yeah but there's uh yeah what's your what's the most elaborate costume that's your favorite what's the simplest costume What's the one you dressed up as when you've been to like a, on Halloween or to a costume party? Get in touch and let us know. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and uh, some of the podcast places one you can leave comments. So just, just get typing and share your thoughts. That's right. That's right. We always love to hear from you. And that's going to wrap up this mini episode. So as always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. Hey, which one are we doing now? Check one, check two. I don't know which one you want to do. You pick. I've got costumes next. I'll let you make a decision for once. <laughs> Here we go. Hello and welcome <laughs> to... <laughs> Good timing. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Mike, I'm bored. What? I was trying to do trying to do Max Fun his, his voice, you know. I'm bored. Quietus, I'm bored. I can't. Listen, so if you're gonna do the impression, stick with people that are really famous. You can't throw an obscure B movie impression at me and expect me to get it. The force is wrong with this one. Because you're, <laughs> you're not that good. I'm sorry. I, uh, no, I know. I, I pride myself on not being that good. It's true. It's true. <laughs>